Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. I'll be joined by Trey Blossman in just a little bit. Sports Takes today is brought to you by Andy Wells, Realtor. Call or text Andy at 225-772-6000. For any and all of your real estate needs, you'll hear from Andy in just a minute. Trey Blossman and I today are going to have some strong takes, some thoughts and opinions. Drew Brees officially retires from the New Orleans Saints. We got some free agency comments in the NFL. And, of course, plenty of March Madness, college basketball, the LSU Tigers, the tournament, the bubble concept in Indianapolis. We got lots of hoops for you with March Madness. And then Trey Blossman will take you into the New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA. Plenty of comments there as well. It's all coming up on this episode of Sports Takes. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, Tommy Chrysan. Also, I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. We're going to win you some money with March Madness. Posted a TikTok video today. Go check it out. We're going to listen to Andy Wells tell you all about how you can reach him for any and all of your real estate needs in Louisiana. Then we'll be back with Trey Blossman. It'll be Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. TK, I am Tommy Chrysan, as I mentioned, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for some sports takes on some really good topics coming right at you as we get to the middle of March. That brings on March Madness, which we'll talk about in a minute. But first, Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tommy. A nice-looking Monday afternoon. I've been rocking some Fratellis while I work today. Doing good. All right, sounds good. Big announcement uh, out of New Orleans yesterday. Drew Brees makes it official. He will retire from playing football for the New Orleans Saints. His words, he's not retiring from the city of New Orleans, but he's done with football. I was one of the guys on that list, guys and girls list, who said he would definitely not be playing anymore whenever this season ended. I happened to get that one right, despite that little workout video and some people thinking he might try to come back. But he makes it official after 20 years in the NFL, the last 15 with the New Orleans Saints. He is done with playing NFL football. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Tommy, my thought is that this had to be a very difficult decision for him to make. We talked about how competitive he is, and he was so close to a return to the Super Bowl the last few years. Uh, A horrible call cost him a return trip. A blunder-headed play cost him another trip. I know that in his mind he thought he could come back and get there. I'm glad that he decided not to. I think he made the right decision. I think he obviously was the greatest saint on and off the field in the history of the franchise, and I would like to say thank you to Drew Brees. 
well, no one else will ever wear number nine. Uh, his record speaks for itself. He's a he's a slam dunk into the Hall of Fame. And and I'll say this: I I grew up in New Orleans. I was a young kid when the New Orleans Saints, you know, became the New Orleans Saints. I remember the '70s when all you ever said was "Wait till next year." I remember in the '70s when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a, a expansion franchise, had not won a game after 26 tries, and they finally beat the New Orleans Saints. I remember the late great Hank Stram era in New Orleans, and everybody saying "Wait till next year, wait till next year." And I remember people in New Orleans just hoping they could have a 500 record, not have a losing season. Well, Drew Brees delivered a Super Bowl championship to uh, the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, and the New Orleans Saints uh, franchise. So for that, uh, you you know, that's always got to go down as the greatest thing to happen to the New Orleans Saints. And he was a part of delivering that Super Bowl to New Orleans. Many people spent decades never thinking they would ever see that. He and that team and coaching staff uh, were able to get it done. So uh, in my mind, he did that for the Saints and for the people of New Orleans and the people of Louisiana and, of course, Saints fans across the country. So and I can say that won't be said about what he did on the football field. So we'll just let some time go back. I suspect he'll have some statements coming out in the near future about his exact future plans. And we'll go from there. But I don't think no one will ever wear number nine for the New Orleans Saints again, and they should not wear it. He should be in that ring of fame in the Louisiana Superdome. And that's uh, where I stand with Drew Brees. But I agree with you. It was time. Father time is undefeated. He couldn't play the position at an NFL level anymore due to physical reasons and his age. So it is what it is. Well, you know, a couple of things. I was at that loss to Tampa, Tommy. <laughs> I was in the stadium that day that Tampa won their first game. Uh, NFL Network did a great job yesterday of covering this as a breaking story. I did tune in for a little while, and uh, they uh, the whole country loves Drew Brees. It's not just New Orleans fans because he represents what's good about professional sports. Uh, and you know, there's some issues that arose this past year that I don't want to get into right now. And I know you don't either, but, uh, I hope that doesn't tarnish his reputation as a great NFL player and a great ambassador for the game and for the new Orleans Saints. Well, when you see other NFL great players like a Tom Brady and many others, and you see other franchises, including the Atlanta Falcons, you know, offer their congrats and tip their hat to Drew Brees. That speaks a lot for what he was thought of around the league, which, you know, the fans are one category, but how your peers view you is another thing. And I think that speaks a lot as well. Trey Blossman, uh, another note in the NFL, free agency is alive and well, and I know you have some comments. Well, Tommy, there's a team up in the Northeast that has been winning a whole lot for a couple of decades, and they had a bad year last year, and obviously I'm talking about the New England Patriots, and it's very obvious that they do not like to lose. For those of you not paying attention, free agent signing has opened up. This is what the New England Patriots have done. They re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. They say they're interested in bringing in other quarterback competition. 
That's the tip of the iceberg, and it's really insignificant. They signed linebacker Matt Judon from Baltimore. They signed nose tackle, defensive tackle, LSU's Devin Gotchoff from Miami. They got LSU cornerback Jalen Mills from Philadelphia. Tight end Jonu Smith from Tennessee. Pass rushing professional expert Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh. Linebacker Shaquille Barrett from Tampa. And wide receivers Kenny Galladay from the Lions and Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. I've never seen a free agent haul like that ever, much less in about 24 hours, Tommy. <laughs> and they definitely spent some money, too. Uh, lots of guys are going to tra- change organizations uh, as we go forward. A lot of salary cap issues, a lot of salary cap maneuvering will take place league-wide. And uh, But you're right. The Patriots have really kind of sent a little message, albeit the middle of March, to say, hey, Okay, we, we didn't do what most we usually do last season, but we're going to try to put some pieces of the puzzle together and uh, get after it again next season. So I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Uh, the, the Patriots have made a lot of moves, and they're basically saying, don't forget about us. We're still here. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I, uh, I think they made a statement, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. No question about that. Hey, before we talk about March Madness, don't forget for all your real estate needs in Louisiana, Andy Wells, realtor, area code 225-772-6000. Call or text Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. You'll be glad you did. Trey, the middle of March, we've got March Madness, albeit a bubble in the greater Indianapolis, Indiana area. LSU, one of six Southeastern Conference teams to be in the field of 68 uh, with the play-in games or the first four games, whatever you want to call that. LSU will play St. Bonaventure in the first round. Uh, Time to be announced. They're a point, point and a half favorite against the Bonnies. But LSU, in some people's minds, should have been higher than an eight seed. They were a basket away from winning the SEC championship against the number two seed in the East, Alabama. I think there's a little dislike for Will Wade coming out here right now. But but nonetheless, one of the goals is to get to the NCAA tournament. LSU is there, and we'll see how to do it. Hey, they do. If they win and the number one seed in the East Michigan Wolverines win, that would be a second-round matchup. Trey Blossman, your thoughts on LSU and March Madness? Well, I thought it was a great SEC championship game yesterday. LSU played very, very well. I hope they play that well uh, this weekend coming. Uh, Obviously a tough loss, but to a very good team that had blown them out twice. We had a lead with a minute or so to go and uh, lost by a point on a missed bucket and two missed tip-ins at the end. I mean, we had the chances to win. They were right there. Uh, Watford had a whale of a game, and I think that he played himself way up into the draft. Uh, He won't be coming back. He's ready for the league. Good for him. Uh, I I think number 18 does seem low to me. I thought we had played ourselves into a sixth spot probably, but I don't mind the matchup with St. Bonnie. They played tough defense, but I think that I don't think that they can score enough points to beat LSU. The potential second-round matchup with number one seed Michigan may well be a gift if Isaiah Livers is not healthy. 
He missed games this weekend with a fresh fracture in his foot. They don't know if and when he'll be able to play. Uh, yeah, they might have penalized this a little bit with the eight seed, but if you got to be an eight seed and you're going to have to play a number one seed, potentially right now Michigan is the one you want to pick, I think, of the others. Illinois playing extremely well. Baylor's good, deep. Uh, Gonzaga, I continue to say, barring injury or serious foul trouble in a game, is going to win the championship. They're going to become the first team since 1976. Indiana Hoosiers, a great team led by Scott May, uh, to go undefeated and win the national championship. It's been, what, 36 years since that's happened. That's a long, long time. I'm pulling for them. Uh, I watch most of their games. They are awfully good. But, hey, I'm ready for the tournament to begin. But I, I have one question, and I don't know the answer to this. I've never read an explanation for it. Why are they changing the long-running format of Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday games with the play-in games starting tomorrow? Uh, play-in games are all Thursday. Now the regular tournament doesn't start until Friday. I don't understand the change there. It might be because of the bubble situation. I have not read an explanation. Uh, you know, obviously they they have a list of teams that are virus replacement teams in case yeah, you get that. to a, a spot where you got a game that a team that uh, cannot play due to the pandemic uh, protocols and restrictions. So it, it's a different tournament. In fact, LSU went from Nashville to Indianapolis. All the teams right. are already there and they can't go anywhere for like two days. They're going to tell them when to eat, when to do the zoom media, uh, tell them when they can practice. I mean, it's going to be very different. And I think it's going to be tough on college age student athletes, something they're not used to, but all teams have to go through it. I think there's a burden on the coaching staffs to, you know, to figure out the mindset part of this whole thing and just, you know, focus on basketball and just kind of do it that way. But I, I'm I'm not sure why they changed everything. I'm going to guess it would be due to the pandemic and to the bubble concept when they're using several venues in the greater Indianapolis area. Well, Ole Miss is one of those potential replacement teams, Tommy. And from what I understand, the only replacements, the, the teams will only be replaced before play starts. Once right. the tournament right. has started and a team has to not out, they forfeit. There, there will be no replacements. But if a team has anybody test positive between now and Thursday, they will replace them with one of four teams of which Ole Miss is one. Well, and then you got a 16-team NIT, which will take place in Texas. So, Ah, we'll just have to see people be need to be ready for adjustments, ready for ch schedule changes. But uh, we'll talk more about that going forward. But, uh, you know, no basketball tournament last year. We all know that. So at least they're, they're trying to plod through and uh, end up on April 5 with a national championship uh, game uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Again, LSU matched up against St. Bonaventure. LSU's an eight seed. The Bonnies of St. Bonaventure from the state of New York the number nine seed. Trey Blossman, I know you want to talk some New Orleans Pelicans and a couple of other NBA notes that you have for the folks. Well, Tommy, I was expecting the Pelicans to come out after the break last Thursday night and 
really set the tone for the second half of the season. Instead, they lost by 30 points to Minnesota, the team with the worst league, uh, worst uh, record in the league. That was extremely disappointing, and it pointed out the flaws that the Pelicans have had. They can have a good quarter and then just fall on their face, which is kind of what they did in that game. Again, a huge loss to the worst team in the league. Apparently, the coach... Uh, Van Gundy had words with the team after the game and told them in no uncertain terms that they just needed to start playing defense. Well, they've got two really good wins over pretty good teams, including a blowout win against the Clippers last night since that loss on Thursday. I'm hoping that Thursday's loss is the outlier and the games that we've seen since then are going to be the team we're going to see moving forward in the Pelicans. Uh, I mean, a big, big, good, strong win last night. Uh, I think they had six players in double figures. Jackson Hayes came off the bench, played a lot of minutes, had two monster dunks that are all over social media today. I think he scored 17 points. He needs more playing time. The uh, Kyra Lewis got more playing time, was in double figures. Uh, I think the writing is on the wall. For J.J. Redick, I hope he gets traded to someplace good by the trade deadline, and maybe we get a pick for him. Uh, I don't know if Bledsoe's going to be traded or not. He makes great plays. He's a smart player. His shooting touch has disappeared in the last four or five games. Uh, but we've got young players like Nikhil Alexander-Walker that need playing time. I think the future for this Pelicans team is very, very bright if they can keep this young core together. But I'm not going to be making excuses for them and saying that they're losing because they're young. This team has plenty enough talent to win and win right now. Zion Williamson gets better with each game. He makes highlight real plays all the time, regularly. Uh, he's a fun, fun, fun player to watch. Uh, I'm hoping for the Pelicans to show strongly in the second half of the season. Getting ready to head out of the West Coast for a handful of games, so that'll be important. Try to make some noise out there for the New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA. Shrey Blossman, do you have any closing comments as we wrap up this week's edition of Sports Takes? No, just other than it's going to be interesting to watch the NBA moving forward, particularly the West. Golden State had started to win and figured out then they went on a losing streak. Well, they just happened to blow out the team with the best record in the league, the Utah Jazz yesterday. They play the Lakers tonight, uh, looking to see how they do moving forward. Dallas had a big win over Denver. They had COVID problems. They had injury problems. They're just now getting healthy and right. They look like they may be on the verge of some really good things. Uh, ten teams will make the NBA playoffs in the West, well, in both conferences, obviously. But uh, there's going to be a, a good team or two left out of the playoff dance because the NBA West is absolutely loaded. All right, Trey Blossman, you enjoy a bunch of college basketball and NBA stuff this week and the NFL free agency that continues. And we'll visit with you again next week for another episode of Sports Takes. And once again, we encourage folks to share this podcast with all your friends. That really helps us out. Appreciate it very much. Trey, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Tommy. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.